Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right, today we're going to be talking about what it takes to create a successful brand. We're going to be touching on when it comes to creating brand identity, where should Amazon sellers start? What do you do if you've already got an existing brand or product? And how important is it to have brand guidelines? All right. Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Not a little worried there. Kelsey must have been a little bit late on hitting that button. But anyways, he got the job done. So like I said, today we're going to be talking about how to create a successful brand our guest is a returning guest. Uh, I can't wait to talk to her. She's a branding specialist and founder of MeBrand, a branding and design service. She's one of the leading authorities in the UK for 20 years experience working as a brand and packaging designer and head of graphic design teams for iconic brands like Ted Baker and Kath Kidston. Anyways, today, I can't wait to get going and talk with her. She, uh, she brings businesses alive through visual design and brand communication. I am talking about Kitty Lai. So I can't wait. But before we get to Kitty, let's uh, have a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Clear Ads. Looking to maximize your Amazon ads ROI? Well, whether you need full service or just one or two services, ClearAd's Amazon advertising experts drive outstanding results across the Amazon marketplace. With over nine years of experience, their Amazon PPC managers have helped thousands of companies to drive down their cost of sales and scale up their revenue, profits, and orders. And with their unrivaled Amazon DSP expertise, ClearAd's DSP services are tailored to your brand. You really can't go wrong. Get in touch today with ClearAd's dedicated team by visiting the link in the description or visiting clearads.co.uk. And remember, more sales, better ROI, incredible growth. Check out ClearAd's today. All right, where is the squire? It's me. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. You're answering Norm. to that. I, that's great. I know. Yeah, Glad you you're answering. Yeah, you got me trained. You know your place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Hope you're having you had a good weekend. Are you growing a mustache? I am. Can't you see it? It's coming in thick. No, I I, I can't. Yeah. There's a shadow there. <laughs> I got the uh, I microscope out. Uh, I I always walk. Like, a sharpie really works. If you want to just, I, I just fill in the blank spaces. Okay, yeah. <laughs> After the podcast, I'll do that. Okay, uh, but anyways, good. good to see everyone. Welcome to Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon podcast. Uh, before we get started, smash those like buttons if you're excited to see Kitty, and uh, I'm excited for this. I, I love when she's on, so I know it's going to be a good episode. So if you have any questions, comments, please make sure you put them over into the comment sections wherever you're watching from whether that's Facebook or YouTube. Uh, and also don't forget to join our Facebook group. We're going to be doing a great giveaway um, 
where we'll be giving away uh, some of Brandon Young's courses from Friday's episode uh, in that Facebook group uh, this week. So uh, join now. Uh, make sure you are able to enter. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. We got it all covered and um, covered. we should be good to go. That's all right. right. Very good. And uh, one of the things I want to remember, or just remind everybody, if you are interested in the Trash My Product segment, uh, just let us know. Send an email over to Cass- Kelsey at K at Lunch with Norm, and he'll fill you in with all the information. All right. And just, so, uh, oh, I just wanted me? to explain a little bit. So, uh, Trash My Product is our product review on for Amazon sellers. So, um, the Trash My Product episodes will be, uh, if you want us to review it, give us an honest uh, review on the customer experience, the packaging. We look at your listing. It's a pretty much a full audit live. So if you are interested in that, that's k at lunchwithnorm.com and just put in the subject title trash and uh, I'll we'll put you in line. We'll give you more details and get you all set up. All right. Very good. So if you do have any comments or questions, throw them over in the comments section. And now sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee. Welcome, Kitty. Hi, Norm. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. I'm really excited to be here today and talk about things that I'm passionate about, about brands and packaging. I can't wait to, to talk to you. We, we actually met in London at an event, and then we got to spend some quality time together on Carlos Alvarez's uh, cruise last year and i i thought that was fantastic and i guess another one's coming up this year uh for his cruise i just talked to you you're going to be on it as well uh this year's so i can't wait yeah that's right i'm, I'm obviously going to be speaking um like yourselves um on the online sellers cruise in miami um in february next year and it's exciting because i've i'm going to be talking about something completely new um about design getting deep diving into design but um we're here to talk about brand and design separately um but yeah i always love to create um my keynotes from scratch as well so it's really tailor-made but let's let's sort of talk about branding today all right i can't wait to get into it so why don't we just start off right at the top um when it comes to creating uh your brand identity where do you even start so i'm a brand new brand or I'm a brand new product line, where do I start looking at or developing your brand identity? Yeah, so firstly, it is a minefield when you sort of create your brand and it's like, where do you start? So this, you know, I always get this with clients. It's a, where do I start? So, you know, you need to create the brand from scratch and think about the brand identity. Um, there's quite a few components that make up a brand. So there is the brand identity, which I'll go into much more um, detail, um, brand image. There's the brand culture, personality, the brand message as well, which is with your vision, the mission. Um, but we're going to cover quite a few topics this evening as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of quite excited to talk about it. But essentially, the brand identity is the most important thing for brand owners as well. So that would be um, a, compo- a visual elements that make up your brand. So that's the logo, the color, the design, and those are the things that's going to distinguish your brand to the to the consumers okay so now let's start if i had to create action steps and what i'd like to do with this is uh just we'll we'll create a list of actions that people have to go through 
why don't we start going through there, uh, going through them, so our listeners can follow along and kind of build out a list what they have to do first. Yeah, so I do help a lot of clients create their brand identity um, and the whole brand. So I, I, I def- help them define their brand. So what is it? I start with the actual brand message. What is your vision? Um, what is it? You, what is your mission? Is there a statement that you want to tell people? What it, What is it your brand stands for? And it's starting from that particular mission and vision. Um, mission is what you're trying to achieve. And the vision is where you're trying to get to in the future. So you're cry, trying to create a bigger brand vision for yourself. The mission is to create a, an amazing product that's going to sell and it's going to be the go-to product that, you know, for animals and sellers. Um, um, so, you know, I would start with a brand message and then you'll, you'll dissect that into sections. So it's the brand message starts at the top. Then it's the, the brand, um, the brand image. So the, the identity that creates it as well. So that can create a bit of a personality, your, your, your colors that you're going to put together. You have a palette, there's the logo and, Actually, I missed one 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 point is the brand name. Um, if you don't have That's a brand important. name, yeah, <laughs> if you don't have a brand name uh, to start with, you should start with that as well. And that helps um obviously sort of connect all the pieces together because it's really important. I would say um to have a good brand identity, you need to have something that's simple, unique, appropriate, and memorable. So I would say your brand um name should be um should be quite um I would say don't be too specific in terms of what it is. So I had had a client um, that had a brand name that was specific to the actual product. So she tried to sort of expand the brand to other products and she got stuck with this name. I said, it's really suitable for this particular product. It's a great name, but you're trying to add lines into it now with other products and expanding. It doesn't work. That brand name doesn't work. So you need to sort of create something that's a bit more nondescript um, in a way. So, So you can build your brand. So for example, if you start off as a, a dog in the dog category, you might want to call it paws. I don't know. Um, but then if you decide, actually, over time, you're going to go into um, a baby category or something that's not going to work. So you, if, you, if that's your vision to grow as a, a lifestyle brand and grow bigger, then just think about the brand name and where it starts. But if you think, actually, I'm just going to stick with dogs and stuff, that's perfect. But yeah, so think about that. So I, I've um, got a question about that. I, I've yes. had people come to me and talk and uh, like we've talked about brand names and they said, oh, I don't want to spend time on it. Um, they And they go to these um, sites that you just type in some keywords and they auto generate brand names. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's a good start. It's a really good starting point to research, but then it's, you have to sort of really look about um, doing further market research. So maybe go to PickFu. If you've chosen some names, maybe sort of go to your target audience, create a poll. Will this actually work? Will this name work? But I would say um, that's a good start, to be honest. And But the brand name is really important um, because that will sort of solidify your whole brand, the name. Is it memorable? Are people going to think, is it simple enough? Um, what people actually get um, confused about is like, well, this brand name doesn't have, I, I can't use the, the handle um, on Instagram or it won't work with Facebook. And it's like, I can't get the domain. But that's not, you know, you shouldn't base a name around that because you can get around things like um, um, handles on social media. Um, With the domain names as well, you can get around that as well and keep things quite simple. But yes, a lot of names are taken already and you have to find clever ways of creating a brand name. Okay. All right. So the next action item. 
So the next action, I think now you've got your brand name, um, <laughs> you can obviously start creating your logo. So you should commission a graphic designer um, to create a logo for you, um, obviously based on your vision, your mission and what you really stand for. Actually, there's a there's there's things that you need to question and put together as well about your target audience that that's part of it and the personality of the brand will help with designing the logo so is it quite a fun and creative brand are you looking for vibrant colors or is it quite a serious um serious type brand um that you want to create a luxury brand so you might think of the colors might be white and black and the font might be a bit more sort of contemporary so there's lots of things that make into you know sort of complete this this brand image and brand identity it's really hard to go through um in literally 10 minutes um or, or 40 minutes of the show but there are so many things but in a nutshell you need to sort of think about um the color the the, the well, who you're commissioning as well um the graphic designer will help you and aid you in that 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 process i've seen horror stories when it's come to logos because the person does it, does it themselves. They get their spouse to do it. They get somebody at the office to do it who knows nothing about graphic yeah. uh, design. And you see it as soon as you see uh, a, a logo that is just, it doesn't look right. Either they're using way too much, uh, too many fonts, too many sizes, fonts that don't fit their logo, um, effects. I, I saw this one. Uh, where I, I had no idea what it was, what it was, it was something to do with fire extinguishers and it had this guy on fire. Like, it had a guy like running into a building on fire. I'm going, what the heck? And I, I couldn't even read what it was. So the, the name was in the building with the guy running on fire oh. with this kind of rainbow of colors and effects. Anyways. Uh, yeah, he didn't do, uh, he probably did this himself and thought it was pretty good. And the other thing I think you have to think about when you're putting this all together is and this might not have as much of an impact, but what it's going to look like when you print it. So if you have like a four color process and it, it, it's just too complicated of a logo, it might not work. It might look great on as a digital design, but not great on your product or if you're trying to do any type of embroidery or screening. Um, Anyways, uh, I'm not sure what you think on that as well. Oh, no, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Logo should be simple. simple. So I already said a good good brand identity is, is made from simple, unique, approachable, memorable um, components. So I would advise generally to have no more than two colors. Three is fine. Um, some, possibly some logos lend itself to be a bit more creative, but generally I, I prefer when I design is flat design. Um, it, it can be graded if possible, really depending on the actual brand, but generally no more than three colors. Two is better, one is mm. even better. Mm. Um, but like you said, when it comes to sort of, um, four color, you know, CMYK printing, having graded and other things, tints and stuff in it, it doesn't work, it really doesn't. And like you said, when it's on screen, it's great, like pinks and, and blues and, you know, they look great on screen, but when you print it, it's actually, it dulls, it dulls down a lot. So there's a lot of things that you need to consider when you when you when you're doing the logo. Keep it simple because that's all you need, really. Right. And how important? I know we still got all these action steps, but um, how important is a tagline? 
really, really, um, really important. The slogan tagline is absolutely important because that, that solidifies your, your brand. It tells the customer what your brand is. So you have, um, um, I guess, McDonald's, just loving it, um, or Nike, just do it. You know, they're so simple. And I really recommend to have a slogan, or sorry, tagline, um, like no more than four words, five at the max if you need, but three or four words work best for memorable brands. Yeah, very good. I, it, it, It's got to just have everything about the brand right there. It's your statement. People look at it and they should know what you're all about. So, uh, and, and would you, I, I know this is going down a different rabbit hole, but when you're first starting out on the logo or on the slogan or and or, would you immediately trademark or would you just uh, hold off? I would do my research in terms of if it's trademarkable, um, has someone taken that name, How you know, and it, is it in the same category or the class that you're going to sort of trademark? So you might have issues if you do run into something very similar. Um, I wouldn't trademark um, it straight away because you can trademark the name and then you can have your logo. And you, if you really get bored of the logo after five years, you can change a logo, you know, have refresh it. But it really depends, you know. I know it's important to be trademarked to get brand registry on Amazon. So, right. you know, a lot of people do that. Um, one of my clients, she already had her brand that was with the brand name that was specific to a particular product. Now she wants to expand. She's trademarked it. And I said, it, it doesn't work. It does not work for this, your products that you're, you know, you're trying to expand to. And um, you know, I said, well, you might need to come up with a new logo. And we, we have come up with a new logo because um, I suggested it doesn't work. And she agreed. She did a poll and the existing logo her, on PicFu, they just said, no, they prefer the new style, the new name for it. So it was a, literally a tweak and a change of her existing name. Um, but there were so many components um, that were stopping her from changing um, to a new name. It's interesting that you brought that up. So tweaking a logo uh, should people be afraid of changing their logo once they have it absolutely not and that's what i do for for a lot of people is they have their existing logo and think oh that's way too many colors i can just take things out and then give you a nice nicer logo um and then it's like whoa okay didn't see that coming you know so you don't necessarily have to commission a designer to come up with a brand new logo because I know a lot of people think oh no that logo is not working let's create a new one and then you see sometimes a, a trail of different logos for this particular brand but sometimes it's just stripping it out and just making it really simple or if it's a really bad logo have it redesigned absolutely yeah I'm not a big when it comes to logo design I'm not a big fan of going to a Fiverr um I think you should go to a graphics professional. There are graphic professionals on Fiverr. There is a graphic professional right here. And we highly recommend checking out uh, Kitty as well as, um, you know, you, you just want to make sure that you're getting what you pay for on Fiverr. Spend five bucks. You'll get five um, buck logo and a template. And that's exactly what you get on fiverr i'm not knocking anyone on fiverr no, because no. some of them aren't just the fiverr they do they do cost a bit more but there are other sites that you know have much more um you know qualified designers i'm not saying they're not qualified but generally um 
you know, the, the good designers do cost a bit more. And there is there is um, a sliding scale of what you should pay for a brand logo. And it, it's evidence in terms of when you produce it and the quality and service you get, because they'll design your logo, but they won't think about the whole identity, what's it going to be used on, what what you, what's, what's the afterlife of that logo. And generally, when you do commission um, uh, designers through these channels, you don't actually own the design rights either. That's a, an, that's a very good point. And the other thing about what you just brought up, if you're going to a true designer, that somebody that knows corporate identity, somebody that can bring it all out, you're building equity into that. And, and a lot of brand owners, uh, and it also depends, are, are you testing the market? So if you're just testing the market and you're not quite sure, all right, that's one thing. But if you're happy with the results that you've had and you're going to that next step and you're taking your micro brand forward, um, you might be opening up a Shopify store, going on to Walmart or just expanding. You might be going into retail. I, I would highly recommend that you go to a designer that can bring out the whole corporate identity side of things. Because what that does, uh, it, I'm not sure if you believe it or not, but it builds equity and goodwill. And that is huge at the end of the day. Um, what are your thoughts on that? It's an, an investment for your business. So, you know, investing in that heavily, it, you're going to reap the rewards after rather than having a cheap logo. And coming, um, talking about um, using designers on, you know, on, on these platforms, there's a platform called 99designs and you actually run a competition. So you, you put the brief in, so it, it comes down to a good brief as well. If you're not very good at briefing, um, the designer is exactly what you want. You're going to get not what you want um, and you'll be ending sort of micromanaging the designer, how you want to design it. But 99designs, you create the brief for um, designers. It, it goes out and then all these designers will come back to you with designs already so you've not commissioned anyone but you'll pay the person that you'd want to use so at least in that way you haven't wasted any you know money just yet and then you can use the the, the right designer that's created a good logo for you so you know that way you could sort of um go through that that aspect as well yeah that's a a great point uh we have used 99 designs before in the past and uh they it's it's a really good business model you know, and this comes back to a different question, by the way, this business model, um, it's what would, what is the range that you would feel comfortable saying? And I, like, this is how long is a piece of string? Okay. Mm -hmm. I already know how long is a piece of string, but what's the range that you would uh, recommend that if it's below or above, um, be wary of pricing. So what kind of costs would you be looking at? Okay, so um, I know how long is a piece of string. I know how long, <laughs> but if I give you sort of a rough idea, um, anything under I'm gonna I'm gonna use dollars for now, not pounds. Yeah. Um, two hundred and fifty dollars under that, you you're using a basic designer that might not be very skilled. Anything up to five hundred dollars, they probably do have a couple of years experience, but you know they're, they're probably okay. Sort of. Then anything above like one thousand, um, one from 1,000 to 2,000, um, they're sort of mid-range to high-end sort of designers that will create a logo for you. And then anything above, like we're talking 10 grand, you're talking agency sort of um, that are creating a whole brand for you, you know. So, you know, sort of mid-range, 500 to 1,000 to 1,500, you know, 1,500 
I would say would sort of work best. And I know a lot of Amazon sellers, you're starting up, you're on a budget. So you do need to sort of um, invest in your, your brand and sort of actually allocate that money for, for your business. And I think the cost that you just gave is very, very fair. Mm -hmm. So before we uh, go too much further, the listeners, if you have a brand, I'm kind of curious, how was that process? Did you find it easy? Was it complicated? Uh, what were some of the snags that you ran into? Let us know in the comments sections. And of course, like always, if you have any questions, you've got an expert here. So ask Kitty anything you want about uh, any of the um, design. Uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> you know what? Last week, I could blame my cold. This week, I can't blame anybody but myself. Ask Kitty some questions. How's that? I'll just keep it open. <laughs> I'll sit far away. Any questions? All right. There we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Should I go to our giveaway first of all, or should I? Yes, I'm going to do that. We're getting towards the uh, end of the hour. Uh, sorry, end of the half hour. So we do have a great, a really great uh, giveaway today uh, for um, uh, Wheel of Kelsey. First of all, uh, if you want to enter it, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Enter or tag two people and you will get a second entry. Kitty, what is the giveaway today? I am giving away 40 minutes of my time one-to-one. -one. Ask me anything about design, brand, packaging, and you can just fire any questions away and I'm, I'm there for you. That's awesome. All right, you get an expert in branding and package, and package design, which is a whole other thing we got to talk about. But yeah. package design is, is so important as well. One-to-one -one with Kitty. That's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Now, before we go any further, let's just have a quick word from our sponsor. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors who help keep our podcast running. The Lunch with Norm podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Goldstein Patent Law, Honu Worldwide, Netfluence.co, Video Telepathy, Startup Club, and Dragonfish Brand Management. I just want to let our sponsors know, you're awesome. Now let's get back to the show. And so is Kitty. All right. <laughs> so we've talked about the logos. What's the next step? Oh, where did we, we leave off? Right. Um, so the next step was um, creating, well, you've created your logo. You've got that set up, set up. You've got your mission, your vision. And then let's talk about tone of voice. Ah. So you're creating a whole personality for your brand now. So we want to sort of reach out to your audience by creating a, a, a memorable brand. So the tone of voice is basically how you speak to your audience. So in, in the form of words and the writing style that you use in your marketing. So there are different types of um, tone of voices that brands have. And um, I'm going to give you some examples, actually. So you could have... Um, you know, a formal tone in the way you talk to your your customers. There's a serious, um, a humorous tone, um, a more optimistic, a motivating tone or assertive. And there's so many different ways of talking to your audience. So, for example, if you're a mum 
a mum's brand, so you've got a category of babies and stuff, you probably want to be like the warm friend. Hi, hi, hello, how are you? And this is, you know, look at my products and blah, blah, blah. You talk in a really nice, friendly tone, like like your best friend having a cup of tea. Or you might have a, um, a kitchen utensil for barbecues. You might be targeting men. So you might be, hi, mate, how's it going? I don't know how men talk, actually. But, you know, a bit more sort of um, casual tone and maybe humorous even, you know. Um, so it really depends on what type of um, product you are you are um, um trying to market to your audience so there's the tone of voices that you create that through your, your social media your email newsletters on your website so that all translates all the way through everything you do through to your packaging so that's that's the next thing you need to look at is the tone of voice and the personality so the personality comes through with the tone of voice as well so you might be a humorous brand but you're also quite respectful um but you you know obviously you're contemporary you're not sort of um you're not a classic brand and there's certain lots of things that make up a personality okay i was just making a note here one of the other things that's so important um when you're building your brand uh, is the consistency you just mentioned social media and on social media uh, what i've seen sometimes is a very inconsistent message so it's inconsistent with the colors it's inconsistent with the fonts uh the i'm going to call it a template but social media website amazon brand when you're developing your logo or your brand everything has to be within those colors the color palette the fonts that you've created and i even template most of like uh, if we're coming out with a quote or if we're coming out with a fact or a recipe they have a specific look that people can immediately go oh that's my brand uh -huh. uh, what are your thoughts yeah no it, consistency is key and um you know, I'm going to talk about brand guidelines, actually. Oh, that's yes, of, coming up. That's yeah. one of the things that you would put in together to create that whole identity, that whole brand experience and the whole brand messaging to your audience. So putting everything in a brand guideline, so you'll have your vision, your mission, the tone of voice, the personality, your logo colors, your the way you use your logo, because you don't want people changing your logo or stretching it or changing the colors. You put everything into a brand guideline, and these are rules that you set out for say for example if you're going to expand your team you're going to use VAs um, across the world you've got a brand guideline that they can follow um, designers or web designers they can follow that as well they've got the color palettes they have the hex codes they know what they're using they're not going to go off piece and do their own thing so the brand guideline is really important to maintain consistency through every touch point to your customers yes and like you said we're going to touch on that a, a bit later I guess I went down a rabbit hole too quick okay so you we've talked about the tone of voice next so tone after the tone of voice i mean that pretty much completes a little bit of that there's the brand culture um but that's kind of um after you created the whole identity so the brand culture is what you instill into the I guess brand guidelines but the culture is how your brand is and how the values that you believe in so all the things that you're going to um, bring into um, building a brand. Yeah, one of my friends uh, was on the podcast uh, last year and he was talking about how he builds in the brand story, not only for everybody else, but for his own internal team. And he literally creates a book. 
he creates a small book that has everything that they're that that the brand wants. They have a hero, a villain. Uh, it's really, really well done, and it's it might be one chapter or two. Uh, it's not a huge novel, but it just lets everybody have kind of an interesting approach of understanding what we're all about. And I thought that was so great. I've never done that before until I heard his name's Jeff Sass um, talk about this. Have you ever done that? Um, uh, building a story brand, uh, sort of. Well, no, building a brand, building a story to help your VAs understand the the brand culture around your product. Yeah, I've, I have done that for products, actually. So building story around it. But, you know, lots of people that want, don't want to be the face of their brand. Um, so you build a story behind it. But generally, a genuine story with uh, the, the founder behind the product and their beliefs and where it came from and all the things behind it really creates more, more compelling and human um, story to people that are that, that you want to appeal to. And I think it's really important. It's hard when you do have a product that's like a pen sharp, a pe pencil sharpener product, you know, how do you build a story behind that? So it's really depending on the brand. If you're building a lifestyle, um, you could probably come up with something more appealing, but then it's the story. Then you've got to think of something really creative of why is this product? Why is this brand um, so unique? Why is it memorable? Why should you buy from me? So you need to create that story. And like you said, there is also always a hero and a villain and there's a problem to solve and someone you've got to save, you know. Um, and that's that definitely creates a really good story for any brand. I, I think it's like building a business plan. If you've mm. got a business plan and you know where you're going, then yeah. you'll achieve it. If you don't, it's harder to achieve with a brand story you'll help and you'll you'll be able to build your team to understand exactly what you're doing and where you're going so i i think it's so important and um well i guess this actually leads right in to the next thing which is the brand guidelines yeah yeah, so I jumped the rabbit hole before you. <laughs> so yeah, the brand guideline is is the one thing that you should have. Any Amazon seller should have this when you're creating a brand because it really helps you. I've worked with sellers, um, um, clients at the moment, and they 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 they're working backwards because they have a brand already, but they're having to work backwards. And I say, well, what is what is your brand? What are your colors? What is your personality? What is tone? They don't have that. So am I having to sort of reverse engineer and go 10 steps back to help them create a, and bring it back forward? Um, so that by having that guideline now, they're more clearer in terms of who they are because they didn't have a mission statement. They didn't have the vision. They, they just knew they wanted to sell loads of products and be the go-to um, seller for this particular product. But why? Why should people buy from you? There's there's a hundred other sellers selling the same thing. So you've got to create a compelling strap line. You've got to create a compelling story. Like you say, the vision and mission really matter. So then you can pass that on when you grow a team. And that's the idea is to grow a team. Um, you can't always be um, doing everything. So, you you know, as an Amazon seller, everyone, you do start off by yourself. Uh, you might have a VA to help you do things, but then they might not have that tone of voice or understand. So you need to have that consistency for everything they do. So then you might employ a social media 
person, uh, manager, they need to understand the tone of voice. And then you're going to you're going to redesign a website. You need to have, again, the brand guidelines to bring everything together so everyone understands where they are with your brand. Otherwise, like you say, the, um, the Amazon listing is different. The, you know, the 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 a, a, a plus content is different. The you know, your website's different, your social media and the, e the way you send your emails out is different. You know, having consistency is is what makes a brand. Yeah. And even the colors that you choose for your brand, you know, sometimes it just it doesn't make sense to have certain colors um, or it makes a huge difference. I'll just give a, a quick example. We were doing, this is kind of gross, but we were doing some uh, toe fungus treatment uh, <laughs> products. <laughs> I, I learned a lot about toe fungus. <laughs> I had to write press releases about toe fungus every other week. So anyways, the bottles were brown. The packaging, you'll love this. The packaging was powder blue with a yellow foot with toe fungus with oil drops coming down. Now, how attractive is that? Now, I, the person did it himself. You could not read his logo. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we changed it around. We made it into more of a wellness product. Instead of being like a medicinal or, you know, some form of medicine, yeah. uh, we changed it into healthy nails and more of a wellness product and how to strengthen your nails. And so it was like nice, crisp greens, blues. And we went... Now, this is back a couple of years ago, but we went from zero sales, less than a thousand sales in 18 months that they had to yeah. the very first month. We had 8,000, then we had 28, we had 68, and then we got up to $124,000 in sales. Why? Because we changed the packaging, we changed the message of the product. So, no matter what it is, toe fungus or chair glides or whatever it is, it might not have a huge impact like we did with the toe fungus but it will improve if you're using the right messaging, the right colors in the brand. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important also just kind of doing just long winded, but I see it all the time where people say, Oh yeah, just, just do a light green or make it Royal blue. Yeah. I, I see that a lot. And it's, and a lot of times that the sellers or the owners, it's my favorite color. I just want to use purple or I just want to use blue and it's like why and you know there that you know that there's a psychology behind color as well why you use certain things and like you said the blue and the yellows it's you know um repulsive you know when you people you you're going to make the customer think oh I don't want to you know I don't want to buy that product it makes me feel even worse the wellness colors that you've chosen the whole image it makes people oh I want my feet to look like that I, I, I've got a problem but I want my feet to look like that and and this product's going to help me well, rather than it's going to put me off with this yellow foot because I'm going to oh, you know so gross <laughs> yeah so yeah it really matters and having colors um it and changing the packaging absolutely helps your brand and you know the sales you you'll see it through how you change certain things whether it's the logo whether it's the typography um it all matters and even when we talk about color just going back to the royal blue color well how many shades of royal blue are there and are you going to nail it so if you say to one graphic artist or if you give it to 
10 different people, your supplier. So your supplier is supposed to put an imprint of royal blue onto your product, your package supplier you give, and then your insert supplier you, you give royal blue to. Every one of those are going to be a different shade of royal blue. You have to have a specific color that you can do or that you can provide. And these guidelines, if you provide it to each one of your suppliers, um, you're going to nail it all the time. Even all of your marketing collateral, it's all got to be consistent. And that is what Kitty's talking about with these uh, brand guidelines. It's so important. Yeah, so especially especially color as well. So on, on the guidelines, there's generally a breakdown. So you have hex codes for like on, on screen, you have like a um, Pantone colors for more print, and then you have a C, CMYK breakdown for like four colors, but they all differ. And they also, if, you, if it comes down to printing on packaging, if you're printing that royal blue on a gloss um, substrate, on a gloss card material, it's going to look completely different to a, a matte uncoated card there will be two different. So you really need to get samples from your from your printer to actually see what that royal blue looks like because they will differ on screen, on print. Um, so yeah, um, the, but the breakdown on the, the guidelines will give you a more accurate um, uh, approach. Right, and that's a great point. I just bought a black, sh a black shirt and I have uh, the other podcast, I Know This Guy. So last year I had a white shirt with orange, came in beautiful. Mm -hmm. The black shirt absorbed the orange too much and it, it it had a totally, totally different look. Now, I mean, that's just a small example, but it's a totally different look. And I wasn't looking for it. The white and even the orange, I had an orange shirt too, but yeah. orange shirt <laughs> with black popped. It looked fantastic. White and orange popped. It looked mm -hmm. great. Black and orange, people had to, what What does that say? Didn't make any sense. Fonts were too small. Yeah. So it, it is very important. Now, what about, like, I already, let's say I already have a brand and you're telling me all this right now and um, it just sounds like a lot of work. What, what do I do next? Like, what can I do to help improve my brand? Right. So you've got a current existing brand and what can yeah. you do? So I, I would actually see and tick off the things that we went through in this show. Do you have a mission and, and vision statement? Do you have a personality that you created? Do you have a tone of voice? What's the culture that you've created behind your brand? Are the colors consistent? Is the tag, do you have a tagline? Is the, what's the logo look like? You know, you've got to put all those things and see, actually, does it make sense? Am I happy with it? Are my customers happy with it? You might it might be absolutely fine, but you know you just have to look at what you've got and then put it into a guideline. I would rec strongly recommend it that that would help you relax a little bit and and when you brief somebody in, you won't have to be telling them oh no, but this logo's like this or this color's like that, and then you're going to send them you know so many different things. Um, so I would say reassess what you currently have and you've mentioned like that you guys also do brand audits as well so you know it's worth looking at how the brand is working is it effective still you know do you need to revisit it or not we we do as part of the service but you're the professional i would rather if if anybody's listening right now and they want a true brand audit Kitty is the person to go to. I think that she could provide a much better, like I, I'm talking about, we do an audit. I think we do a great job, yeah. but 
that's not what we focus on. And that's, this is what you focus on. I would rather team up, have Kitty design, get yeah. me all the information, then I can take it from there. I think that's the way to go. And uh, one of the other questions, this is just before we get into questions. And by the way, if you've got questions, I'm telling you, get them over. We've got a few that have come in already. Kitty's an expert. She'll answer anything that you want about your brand and design. So get them in before we end the show. Now, I have one more question before we get into the questions. And is if there was one takeaway that you would give to sellers that have listened to this show today, what would that be? I would say, look at your brand, get a brand audit done, actually. That's that's what I would recommend because a lot of um, clients that come to me, they already have a brand and then it's they don't, they're not sure whether they want a brand audit. And clients that have had the audit are actually relieved that they, they did have it. So I would say um reassess, reassess your brand and have a look at whether you need to do something with it if it's not if you think it's not working well generally you have a gut feeling that it's not working really well um i would have an audit done for your brand you know i i don't know if you've seen that or uh ever experienced this but i, I think some brands have anxiety going through a brand audit like they they don't want a brand audit because they're afraid what you'll come back with have you ever found that um, I think generally they think, oh, do I really need one? And they don't think that they need to spend the money to get a brand audit done because they think, oh, maybe I just re do a whole rebranding. Re re I'll just get the identity redone again. And it's like, well, generally it's like, well, if you've got a good logo, you not, might not need to change it. If your message is good, you not, won't need to change it. If the fonts, colors, you know, there's certain things. But, you know, the way I assess it is I look at everything from your packaging through to your social media, to your website and everything that you use and how you speak to your customer. I, I will take it apart <laughs> and then tell you, is it working or not? And I'll, I'll obviously give you key points of where to improve. Um, and it's not, and literally there's no bad thing about, and then, you know, there's no bad thing about any brand that you created. It's just literally, let's see where we can improve. It's just improving right. your brand. So you, whatever you've created now, it's not a bad thing. You've, you've launched a brand or you're about to launch. I wouldn't be afraid about getting a design order because that's why that's why they're there for, to, you know, to help you better your brand. Very good. All right, Kelsey, we have a couple of questions. Yes, we do. Uh, thank you, everyone, for the questions. You still have a little bit of time if you want to get some more in and uh, also sign up for the uh, giveaway today, which is a 40-minute Ask me anything from Kitty. It could be about brand design and packaging. So just hashtag Wheel of Kelsey in the comment sections and we'll get started with that. But for our first question, uh, this is from Rich. Uh, with so many components needed for building a brand, is there an order of importance for what to focus on next? For example, website, social media, uh, posts, UGC, um, brand guide and packaging have been completed. Okay, if you've got your brand guide and packaging completed, then I would obviously look at your social media and your website. So they, they are important because what where are your audience going to go? Where are your customers go when they see you on Amazon? They're saying, oh, I'm going to check out their social media or their website. So if you right. haven't got a website, 
create a website you know it's you know it's it's quite relatively cheap to produce and to get it um, launched as well so to get it live um people want to know who you are so if you've got a story behind your brand um that's great and if you've got some really great imagery and your products you can sell through that as well or um and then the social media people do want to know a bit about your brand um depending on what your brand is um but i would say def definitely if you can create you know use um user generated content that's amazing people can shout out about your brand and keep it talking keep the conversation going with your brand very good next question kills okay uh last question from tony uh how do you manage packaging these days when governments are mandating less plastic and more eco-friendly but still makes it look really clean and retail ready Oh, well, I love it. I love creating eco-friendly brand and, and all about eco. I mean, doing it for the last 20 years before it was even a thing. Um, so, um, yeah, definitely. You need to look at what you're, you're using. Does your product actually need packaging? you know seriously does it need it because if you can change the way it's packaged if it's in plastic use biodegradable plastic um or well recycled still good but biodegradable is better but you can use lot there's lots of new different types of um plastics you can use like seaweed plastic bags made of seaweed and then you just literally dissolve it in water and it go, it dissolves then you know there's no it's made from natural resources and you just put water in it and it dissolves so there's no wastage there as well so there's different ways of using packaging and then also if you use recycled cart or board um you know just using brown craft there's nothing wrong with that if it's recycled you can still make something look really beautiful you know what drives me crazy what chips oh gosh yeah. you get this much i i didn't have lunch so this was my lunch with norm today it, it was like a quarter full and i hate it i hate that and chips but any type of packaging that just tries to fool you i mm. like to keep it and it's, it's so important in amazon anyways because you're getting nailed every quarter inch matters and if you keep it tight and it looks good and it's quality packaging and it's looked, it looks like it's something that you believe in as a company. I think yeah. that's so important. It's as, it is as important as your brand culture. It's part of your brand culture. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it's all about um, saving money as well. So if you don't need it, then why have it? There's always a solution to to something and for me I'm always helping my clients to save money I, I always I've always worked with brands I've always been given a really small budget so I've always had to sort of work to them so I'm kind of I kind of understand where it is we're working with um, my clients as well so if it doesn't need to be in a box don't put it in a box if it needs certain things do need to be packaged at, like if you've got a vase or something or something that might be smacked that could be smashed in in the post um yeah certain things do need to be um packaged properly but you can create i mean that's what packaging designers are here for they that's right. what they do they help you create something beautiful at well, generally for me, um, at a, bu a budget price, you know, you, you've got to do your research in terms of the supplies you go to, what you, what materials you're using. So there's a little bit of homework to do there, but a packaging designer should be able to help you do that. Right. 
Exactly. All right. I think something else came in, Kels? Uh, yeah, that's right. Actually, I just wanted to add on. Um, so I love coffee. And one of the things that I know the coffee drinkers always complain about is the waste with uh, the coffee pods. Mm. And I just saw a company recently, I forget, I think it's called Coffee Balls, but they use the coffee, but they surround it in like the seaweed material. Oh, and it's these yeah. little balls that they actually have created a whole system where you can like get this coffee and it's all biodegradable and it all washes away um and it's just an eco-friendly way to drink pod coffee now so it's just a little example that way brands have kind of gotten around it but um amazing yeah yeah um from cool hand 99 i know font consistency is important i also know different fonts can affect uh email deliberately uh how do you get around this Okay, different different fonts that can affect email deliberately. Um, when you say deliberately, what does that mean? Um, so yeah, font consistency is is important, and sometimes you might not be able to have the fonts that you want on email. But if you've bought the font um, for web or for print, so there's you 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 need to buy the fonts, the licensed fonts um, for web or print. So. Um, you should be able to use that on your email. So there shouldn't be any problem unless you're using a uh, default font from the actual um, emails provider. You know, uh, that's comes to an interesting question about font or comment. I was talking with uh, Wilfred Lightheart. So he owns an agency called Digital Blacksmith and he has this ADA. So it's the, um, uh, oh, oh, what's it called? Anyways. He has uh, he has an app for ADA uh, for ADA to be ADA compliant. Anyways, what I had no clue about is that he said, "Look, he says run uh, run the font analyzer, and you'll find that some people with some problems with their eyes won't be able to read your font, and it won't be able to read your font, and it looks exactly the same." And I, I couldn't believe it. He said, yep, this is part of this ADA compliance app that we have. And take a look at this website, click it, and see if there's any difference. It was so slight, but yet somebody could have a, a problem with their eyesight. I don't mm. know what the, the problem is called, but they won't be able to read it at all. Isn't that wild? Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think you can put that in settings as well in your emails. Like some people will actually need to, like phones. You can put it to a big Fisher Price kind of like flies font. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, you put deliberate, not deliberately, um, deliver deliverability. That's what you put. Oh, um, yes. OK, OK. Deliverability. So it could affect it. Yeah. So I, I'm not a techie person, um, to be honest, but I know obviously when you send your fonts in a really lovely font and it goes to the recipient, they might not be able to see it. So sometimes it's actually them. It's not you. Um, so it's it's really depending on what type of font you're using. And if they don't have that particular font that you use, they're going to they're going to have their own default font on their side. You know, Kelsey, maybe we could reach out to Adrian or one of our past guests that um, are experts in uh, email delivery and see what they have to say on this. And we'll get back to Luke. Um, I, I'm kind of curious, you know, what fonts are, would cause that problem as well. Okay. So I think you're off the hook, Kitty. You're <laughs> done. So much, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's next time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how do people get a hold of you? 
right people can get hold of me on my website it is mebranddesign.com or i'm on social media so my handle is mebranddesign um so you can find me there very good all right so this is the last chance to get in on today's giveaway hashtag wheel of kelsey tag two people you get a second entry uh and while we're waiting we're gonna go to our last commercial a big thank you to our sponsor post purchase pro the only complete a to z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for amazon sellers my friends sean hart and seth stevens co-founded post purchase pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products growing 53 brands and get this exiting 17 businesses post purchase pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com slash lunch. Okay. Kelsey, Kelsey, where are you? All right. So it's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. Enjoy, everyone. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. Thank you, everyone, for entering today's Wheel of Kelsey. Uh, we do this every single podcast where we have a special giveaway at the end. So uh, if you're not today's winner, make sure you come back Wednesday and uh, try again. So I'm going to shuffle these up and give it a spin. And uh, let's see who the winner is. If you are the Good winner, luck. please email me, kate at lunchwithnorm.com. And Adrian. Adrian. First time winner, I think. I believe so. So, Adrian, right. I know you're on YouTube, so make sure you reach out k at lunchwithnorm.com. Uh, I'm going to put it in the comment section as well. And uh, congratulations. All right. So, Kitty, stick around. I'll, uh, you're going to be taken out of the podcast for a bit, but just stick around for a sec. And I just wanted to thank you. It was awesome. You gave great value today. Got to get you on talking about more branding and packaging but thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. And I can't wait to be back to talk about more. Where did the time go? Yeah, it's one hour. <laughs> it's, it went fast. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much. And I hope everybody enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, we are going to be back here on Wednesday. Uh, so like we do every week, the podcast is live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Kelsey, why don't you come back in? Where are All you? Right. I'm just finishing up uh, writing a message to Adrian, our winner. So, um, yeah, I hope you everyone enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you do have any questions or comments about the show or if you have a guest suggestion, you can always reach out to me, kate at lunchwithnorm.com. Also, uh, trash my product where we thought it 
did very well. We got a good response from it. So if you are interested in appearing on the next Trash My Product, we are taking applicants. So uh, all you have to do is email me k at lunchwithnorm.com and put the subject title as trash and I can email you more uh, details. This is, you're not committing to anything by emailing me. We're, this is just for if you want some information about it, if you want to learn a little bit more. So don't feel any pressure. That's email k at lunchwithnorm.com and i can set you up with that and uh, don't forget to join our facebook group that's lunch with norm amazon fba and e-commerce collective uh we are going to be doing a little giveaway uh from brandon young uh so if that'll probably be this week sometime uh, we're going to be giving away four of his courses so if you are interested in that make sure you're checking into the facebook group regularly so you don't miss out and i think that's it all right so join us every monday wednesday and friday at noon eastern standard time thank you for being part of a community we could never do this without you uh it's just awesome uh if you like to join the community join our facebook group and be part of the uh part of this community it's incredibly engaged uh, i love it anyways thank you so much and have a great day lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.